the worst form of punishment is solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. We need each other all the time, like every day. And we need that third place. And I'm so proud to say that all of the people who have come to Root Down have made it their third place. Welcome to BizCast Greater Lacrosse, a weekly podcast brought to you by BizNews Greater Lacrosse. We bring you news from the business community. I am your host and founder, Vicki Markison, and joining me is the co-owner, mm-hmm. along with Mandy Rausch, but joining me is Nick Rausch. They own Root Down Yoga, which is in its 11th year, so you make it easy for me to remember 11-11-11 is when it started. Yes, born on 11-11-11. Where? We are on Caledonia Street on the north side of Lacrosse, 1217 Caledonia to be exact, in just a great, awesome old building, the Apsey building built in 1893. Am I getting that right? I should get that right. Mm-hmm. And just a really beautiful spot on the north side that we call home. Yeah, right in the middle of Old Town North. But that wasn't its original home. No, no. So Root Down, so Root Down was born even before we were there. Root Down was born out of our garage. We call it the garage model. <laughs> My wife's amazing story, which I will paraphrase, which is not to add any like lack of gravity to it. She was working in health promotion, health education, and she felt like for a long time she wasn't walking the talk, so to speak, of her life. I'm not saying anything out of turn here because she's told the story and so have I. And she got pretty overweight, wasn't feeling good about herself. And yoga for her was a return to herself and a return to her body, mm-hmm. right? And feeling confident to re-inhabit herself. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And she started out with yoga practice, our first yoga teacher over at Mayo Health System. Now Beth Hippus, who became one of our teachers later, foreshadowing in the wow. story. Yes. At the studio and love her dearly. She still comes to classes all the time. Oh my God, Beth, I love you if you hear this. And so that started off for Mandy with yoga practice and then run a block, walk a block and then run to walk one. And fast forward a period of time later, Mandy ran her first marathon, Mm -hmm. lost over 90 pounds and re-inhabited her body in the most amazing, beautiful way and herself. And so she was chatting with Beth about, gosh, you know, yoga has just changed my life. And what should I do? Well, you should teach yoga. Yes. And so Mandy went to her first teacher training adventure in Tulum, Mexico with a great former teacher of ours. And this different person came home. Wow. On on the plane. Yeah. Life changing. And I wanted some of that Mm because I was just so work and success and do the grind all the time and all and thankfully I've always had lightning fast metabolism but had just lost a lot of the health of my youth and so I've started to practice as well and Mandy started teaching at the Y and some other spots snap fitness and then I was practicing too and then and the next thing you know well I wanted to teach as well so did some things started teaching And then we really wanted to get a hot studio going. And so we decided to heat up the garage and start classes for family and friends out of the garage. Every one of them was packed and we loved it. It was so fun. It started out as one class a week, then it was two, then it was four. Then people were calling us saying, do you guys do the hot yoga? Maybe. Who's this? (laughs) Doesn't even start with hello. Yeah. (laughs) And it, it turned into a calling. And has persisted as that. And I had bought this building on the north side way before Root Down Yoga Practice was even a thing for us. Bought it in 2006. 
as a house for my new job at the time, Masters Building Solutions in the HVAC business. Mm. And shout out to Masters, awesome people, mm. love them still. And, and they're still there today. They are, yeah. Uh, and we had this upstairs space that was never going to be anything, right? It was the old storage area for the furniture store that was downstairs in the 60s. Mm. And the other side, it's last known use was when the parole offices were there. Oh, really? Yes. Didn't know that. Divided into all these little offices and stuff like that and just subdivided, chopped up in all these little pieces. And it was like rebirthed. Hmm. And we had this space and I thought, we got to do this thing. And so we tore it out all down to the studs. It was the worst demo job of my life. You know how big a 50-yard dumpster is? They're big. They're huge. We filled nine of them like every possible square inch, gutting that place out and reconstructing and creating the space that is root down. That was phase one. We did phase two with the back and mm-hmm. the second studio B a couple of years later. And we were, we, as time works out, a big number in Mandy's life is 11. She was born at 11 o'clock at night and she weighed 11 pounds, 11 ounces. Wow, that's yeah. a big baby. Mom had, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mom had gestational diabetes, so Mandy was oh, yeah. the most water. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big thing. And yeah, thank God she made it out. And so as fate would have it, our opening day was 11, 11, 11. And we had hope that maybe one day if things went right, that maybe 20 people would show up for yoga. And I guess we must have created a lot of karma before we opened with all the classes and all the things because 70 people showed up for yoga on the first night. And I had this awesome student. Her name is Julie. And she just has this fantastic dry wit. And I met her for the first time that night. And she walked up to me as I was checking people into the class. It's just pandemonium. There's stuff all over the place. And we're like, oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, my God. And she walked up to me. She looks at me dead in the eye. And then she looks around the room like this, side to side, and says, do you think there was a need for this? And then she just walked deadpan right in the studio. It was great. So awesome. Julie, if you're out there, I miss you. Yeah, hope to see you soon. And that's how Ruth Dunn was born. And here we are working on our 12th year over 11 years later. And you've strategically created, we had another guest on here, Tracy Andresi. She talked about oh, her art pop being a yeah, third she's space. Student too. Yes, yes. Yep. So it's so important to us just to step back for a second. We need our third places. We have home and we have work and we hope that both of those things are life-giving places. Mm -hmm. And we need our third place where we get connection and community to other humans. We are social animals. This is why the worst form of punishment is solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. We need each other all the time, like every day. And we need that third place. And I'm so proud to say that all of the people who have come to Root Down have made it their third place. And it's my third place. It's Mm -hmm. Mandy's third place. Mm -hmm. A little teary as I talk about it. So important to us in that way. And we need that. We need that connection community, that third place in our lives. Whether you're a seasoned chef or just starting your culinary journey, Cooley Region Cooks is your new podcast resource. Discover new techniques. Hear from local culinary heroes who are mastering the art of the kitchen. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 on WIZM. Stream your favorite cooking tips, local chef interviews, and mouth-watering recipes on the WIZM app. Or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Stay updated and engaged by following us on Facebook. Just search Cooley Region Cooks today. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper 
host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. So you bought the building on the north side, yep. very strategically, by the way, because you had a built-in tenant. Yep. And why did you pick the north side? Okay. So I've had a love affair with that little part of Caledonia Street since I was a kid. So my mom's first beauty shop, mom and dad were entrepreneurs and mom's mom owned the beauty shop, JB Hair Company, was right next door to the sweet shop. And so is this between Made Right and the sweet shop? It would be just to the south of the sweet shop. Oh, south of. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. Beauty shop's still there. Yep. Not mom's shop anymore. Yes. It's still beauty yes. shop and thriving. And I, I grew up in the shop. Mm-hmm. Come home from school. I was in the shop hanging out with mom till her day was done. And I ate way too much stuff from the Made Right and the sweet shop. Mm-hmm. I had Made Rights every day. I was next door at the sweet shop every day. <laughs> that was growing up. We found our first kitty. Midnight, she had a little cut paw and I saw her out front of the beauty mm. shop and I went out and picked her up and I brought her in. I said, mom, can we keep her? And we did. She lived for 20 years. She was amazing. Wow. And walking down the street to Ben Franklin that was yes. on the corner yes. and Hardware Hank that was across the street and the antique places. And it was just this awesome, friendly and the Windsor house that mm-hmm. was further to the south on Windsor Street. Mm-hmm. And just this young kid growing up in this spot. And so that little spot of lacrosse has always held just the fondest of memories for me, for mm-hmm. sure. And so when I was looking for a home for, at the time, Masters Building Solutions, let's just say that part of Kelowna Street had fallen into some disrepair. Or like some of the uh, some of the awesome antique stores had left. There were a lot of empty storefronts. And so it was a, a good economic opportunity and for us being able to get a building at a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that there would be upside there. I mm-hmm. knew there'd be upside in that neighborhood because mm-hmm. there's good bones and it had a good feel. And mm-hmm. I remembered that. And a lot of iconic businesses that are still thriving and awesome mm-hmm. were still there, right? There was the great antique places, Mark Jeweler, fantastic, mm-hmm. like lacrosse, Staples, mm-hmm. Sweet Shop, mm-hmm. Staple, the Maid Right was still there. Yeah. Like, there was still good stuff happening on the block mm-hmm. at that time, which I thought was awesome, mm-hmm. right? It's like, okay, there's good ingredients here. Like we can add some more to the soup and make it better. So that was true. And then, so love that spot of lacrosse mm-hmm. and wanted to make that investment there. And that's why when it came time for Root Down, we already had the building. It was like, well, this could make this even better. And, and I feel like Root Down had a, a catalytic effect on our neighborhood there. It's not just us. It's all those other businesses that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. We helped add like that extra secret sauce to the neighborhood. And now if I look, Mark Jewelers is thriving even more. This amazing new remodel that Carla did that looks Mm -hmm. just unreal. Like shout out to Carla. Yes. Oh my God. So beautiful. Right. Yes. And then Wrench and Roll Collective on the corner. We've got this Mm -hmm. fantastic bike shop that has just been catalytic in the neighborhood and for the community, like the things that Matthew built there. Oh my God, yes. so amazing, like helping people with transportation and getting bikes. Yep. And Old Town Strings was there and there was, so was a music shop and yeah. then there was music together. Bebop and Bundles was right next mm-hmm. to us. The antique store, now Riviera Salon Spa is yes. there and they're killing it and that's going awesome. Yes. Devo's on the corner, Northside Community Church, we got church yeah. in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. Paul Griba, like yeah, they're still blowing up one of the best restaurants yep. in town just a block away. Yep. And we have some a couple open storefronts right now. People in the business world, talk to me, find me. Well, yeah. I want to find a way for you to find a home on Caledonia Street. And then now, most recently, the Damn Tasty 
moving into the restaurant space downstairs from the studio. Yep. And they are crushing they it. Are. For those who haven't been there yet, the food is spectacular. Phenomenal. It's so good. Like Nikki and Jim are, and all their awesome people, Jenna the baker, like they're just crushing it there. The food's fantastic. We did a, and because of that, we did a big remodel in the back of the building. Mm-hmm. They're building on an awesome outside space. There's going to be some live music and outside mm-hmm. dining. It's yep. so charming. So, I think of Northside Pride and I'm just, I feel like I'm an honorary Northsider. I grew up going to Central. Sorry. Love Logan. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. But my first house on the North Side, businesses on the North Side, NLBA president for seven years. Just I love for the North Side. That little part of the world is just a gem and so much good stuff there. Yes. That was a lot. And so that's okay. It was that passion coming out. And so let's come off of that being the third place for individuals. Yeah, third place. And then you have that thing called COVID happen. Oh, God, what a kick in the business. So I was there before the before COVID and literally yeah. there's stickers on the floor because you are so full that you have to show people how to put their mats so that you can fit enough people in there. And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. Talk about the wrong business to own when there's a respiratory virus and being indoors in close quarters is bad. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Yes. So challenging on multiple levels, right? So there's my connection and love for the studio and our students, right? Mm -hmm. I just... When you come through my door, I'm happy to see you. I ask you how you're doing and I actually want to know and how, wow, how important this third place is, right? mm-hmm. so is, was huge. And then there's the, just the business logistics of losing our shirt, right? Yeah. Our business was bankrupted. Yeah. By the Your income went to zero, went really. To essential zero. Yeah. And we've done the, we did the virtual thing and I can get into the weeds of all the things that we did, what went down, but people were so screen burned out. Well, they mm-hmm. spent their day on Zoom. And so spending more time on screens was just, oh, so hard. Yes. And a huge part of what they missed too was being with each other. Yes. Being in the space, seeing in the heat, being in the space with each other. Climbing the longest stairway on the north side yeah. to that like third home. We built the studio. We built the studio to feel like our house. Yeah. It was built in this bungalow, arts and crafts. Like it hugs you when you come in. Yeah. Feeling. And and then, of course, the so it was the third place thing and then the economic aspects of that. And then it was how do we care for our employees and our people and how do we get through this thing as best mm-hmm. we can. Uh, and whoa. Yeah. Because you kept your employees on for a long time after the doors closed. As long as we could. Yeah. As long as we could. And obviously we were losing, we were throwing money in the fireplace by the bucket load. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that aren't in business don't understand that when you're in business, when the income stops, all the meters keep spinning. Yeah. The mortgage is still due. The insurance is still due. Your point of sale is still due. Your internet service, mm-hmm. keeping the lights on, mm-hmm. power bill, and all the things keep coming. Yeah. They don't stop at all. Yeah. And yet when there's no income to offset that stuff, it can get really scary really fast. And it did for us. If not for our my our other business, we would have been pockets out, lost our house, like everything would have happened. And owning the building. And so you had the lost control. The building. We would have yeah. lost it all. Yeah. We would have lost it all. And so thank God for other things that we had going on to be able to get through. 
And yeah, it was absurdly challenging. For those who don't know business, got the backside of that. And then at the same time, understanding like trying to take care of our people and all of our students. So at all this was happening, we were putting free classes out on YouTube for all of our students, knowing that everybody was in just such financial peril for all different kinds of reasons and needing that buoy of their third place in their yoga practice. Those classes are still out there for people to try to be able to enjoy because we closed our doors. I taught the last class, St. Patrick's Day, 2020. Yeah. March 17th. Yep. Yep. And we did not reopen our doors at the studio for in-person classes with limited lim- limited space with masks and all that whole rodeo. One year later is the day after St. Patrick's Day. One year later. Mm. Yep. And I'll be honest, I couldn't go into the studio. I tried to go there and practice by myself and spend time in the space. I couldn't go in the studio for four or five months. It's just, it was too hard. Tears and I just couldn't be there because all the people weren't there. It didn't have that same feel and life mm-hmm. that it had. And it was so hard to be in that space. So you used that frustration by becoming a voice. So I think you were one of the most outspoken small business owners during that time period because you had that understanding of the impact of that closure and how and the needs that were out there for a lot of the small businesses that were all hurting because local businesses rely on people coming through the door and having to adjust is not normal and creating new operating systems and all of that. And they can't. Right. right. Like if your business is one of service and in-person service, there's only so many carryout orders that a restaurant can produce mm-hmm. and wait staff doesn't get paid that way. Yep. Yep. Anybody knows anything about a restaurant, they break even on food so they can sell you some beer and wine. It's all about the alcohol sales. Right? Yeah. That's the reality. Right? Yep. And I could list a hundred businesses, right? Yes. And that turned into another calling, I mm-hmm. think. Through And it was an amazing group effort. I can only take a little piece of the credit. You were a huge part of that, Vicki. Um, Kaylee Jacobson, Paul Borsheim, Elaine Derek Yeager. Mueller, Elaine Yeager, all people part of the North Lacrosse Business Association and yeah. our board. I feel like we just tried to be a very strong voice in the Get On Living Safely campaign, which then morphed later into Get On Living Stronger in being a voice for small business and letting, reminding the community how important all those businesses are to the fabric of their lives, mm-hmm. the fabric of the community, the things that make up all of our third places. Yes. The restaurant we love, the yoga studio we love, the church that we love, the all those places that are so important to the vibrance of why we love lacrosse mm-hmm. and in truth employ like two thirds of the people. More people work at small business aggregated together than at the large businesses. And and if those people aren't eating then or working, then they're not eating and feeding their kids Mm -hmm. and all the things. The the ripple of Mm -hmm. that is so huge. And so we tried to be a very strong voice for that. Wake up everybody and love your local businesses. Show up, order the carryout, do the thing, take the virtual class, like still find a way to shop, do the thing because... We need you and you need us. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And healthy businesses and healthy communities working together is what makes community strong. Yep. Yeah. 
And then as things started to open up, that messaging shifted to get on living stronger. So yes. how do we rebuild the straw, the, yes. our small businesses? Yep. And so what did that rebuild look like for Root Down? For Root Down, it was a process of making people feel as safe as they could, right? So what do we need to do from a policies and procedures perspective to help grow everybody's comfort level, our teachers, our students? Because again, primary concern is our love and concern for all the people. That's the most important part, mm-hmm. right? And so how could we do that in a way that was effective? And so we reduced class sizes, Thankfully, I'm in the HVAC business, so we already had this amazing ventilation yeah. system that was like way beyond all the things that got recommended. Like we were doing all that already, which is why I'm proud to say 11 years later, we're one of the few amazing hot yoga studios that doesn't stink. It smells wonderful in there. Yeah. Right? And so we did everything we could to just mitigate all the concerns to the best of our ability and find a way to get back open again. And we were still in the red for over a year after we reopened. So we were continuing to throw money in the fireplace, yeah. so to speak. But it it didn't matter. Like I was going to find a way to do it one way or the other because I knew that this place had to come back. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix from the ashes, it mm-hmm. had to come back for us and for our students. And so we found a way to make it happen. And then classes grew. And it was what was here is what was so special about as we were re re rebirthing as it were yeah is every single class another person i hadn't seen Mm. for a year or two came up the stairs and it was like it was a reunion every single class we taught oh my gosh it's so great to see you yeah and then everybody's like hooting hollering and tears and hugs And further affirmation, we were doing the right thing and Mm -hmm. making it happen. And it was just like a reunion. And they still happen. Still Mm -hmm. happening. There's still people that are re-emerging and re-engaging with their lives. Yes. Because a couple of years goes by, like we're talking, what are we doing? Three years plus right now from the beginning of all that. Like people's lives take different turns. Yeah. Parents get sick. Something happens. There's an illness. They have a baby. Like all the things happen. And so these reunions are still happening all the time. And as this stuff, it's like further affirmation of doing like the right thing for our people and the right thing in making this happen again so that we can reconnect with each other and get back to that connection and community that we just so badly need. Oh my gosh, do we need each other? Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen into my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm going to take you back to take you forward. So something for people to understand, I'm guessing, is when you reopened, I mean, that's a big decision because your cost is the same whether one person shows up or whether 30 show up, right? Because you have an instructor there, the lights are on, the heat's on. And so you, as you talked about, you weren't at that tipping point of profitability because you had all those expenses and people weren't showing up and then bringing you back to what you were just talking about. So people obviously missed that as their third place and said, I need to get back to that. So they started coming in the doors. Yep. Are you back where you were? I would say we're not back where we were. So we're not back to pre-pandemic attendance. 
but we're definitely on the right trajectory. Like things are moving. This is, I think I'm going to say a ray of hope for everybody who's still in recovery from that time. That's true for restaurants, Mm -hmm. staff. Yeah. It's true for all kinds of places and third places Mm -hmm. is try to like, we've all got our goals where we want to get to. Yeah. But I think what's more important is the trajectory and path that we're on in the present. Are we moving toward what it is we're trying to create? And I would Mm -hmm. say, yes, that's absolutely true. Yep. More and more people are finding us again and finding us for the first time. And that's happening all the time. So I'm really excited for the future. I know things are moving in the right direction. I'm confident about our future and with with a lot of hope and foreshadowing there because I can just feel the energy around it is right. We're there for the right reasons. It's never been about the money ever. It's always been about the people, the third place, sharing this practice that has saved Mandy's life, saved my life. And I've watched save thousands, literally thousands of lives and Mm -hmm. people change forever. And that's why we're there. And so that trajectory is going in the right direction. And I think next winter is going to be a blast. We're going to have a lot of fun in 2023, 2024. Of course, the impetus to come to hot yoga is much higher in the wintertime. Yes. (laughs) Yes. come and thaw out than it is in the summertime. Although I will tell you hot yoga in the summer will change your relationship to summer because you're in that hot environment. You're sweating like crazy and all the things. And you go outside and the world feels air conditioned. Yes. It changes your relationship to the heat. This is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So things are moving in the right direction. And I'm super happy. And I just shout out to our instructors, all of our students, just all of the people. Mm -hmm. Because Mandy and I are just like facilitators, right? Mm -hmm. Teach, we practice. We go to classes just like all of our students. But it's all the people. It's all the teachers. It's all the people that help at the desk. It's all the people together that make the thing work. Yes, but don't minimize your role either. So you provide that inspiration that causes them to want to work for you. So, well, thanks. So your passion came out throughout this conversation, but I still want to ask what makes you passionate about Root Down Yoga? Oh, yeah. Okay. What makes me passionate about Root Down? I need to try to be, there's a phrase we talk about in teaching yoga that you need to be minimum and relevant with your words, right? If something can be said in a sentence versus a paragraph, Mm. say it in a sentence. Mm -hmm. So if I'm being minimum and relevant, and why am I passionate about Root Down? I have seen firsthand and been party to the life-changing aspects of yoga practice and that community's effect on people. And I don't want that to ever stop. I want Root Down Yoga to outlive us someday, right? All the things. I want that community to continue to be the gift to people that it has been and continue to help people flourish in their own lives. And I always get my biggest reward seeing the success and prosperity and inspiration and life of others. And so for me, if I can help make that happen for you, then that's what makes me feel the best. And that started with your lovely wife, Mandy. Like she was that first inspiration. Oh, and so, yeah. Yeah. Way so bring it all the way home. I know, right? <laughs> bring it full circle, bring it home in the garage. Yes. So th- I wanted more of it. Yes. So, <laughs> well, thank you for listening to BizCast Greater Lacrosse. That was the co-owner of Root Down, Nick Roush. And we will catch you next week. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper host of the podcast Around River City. 
I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.